It's derby time. Come on, tell your friends. We'll go to many distant lands with Dan the coach and Jackie the skater. The fun will never end. It's derby time. Welcome to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. Before I get into today's episode, I wanted to let you guys know I released a new video this week on balancing on your roller skates. And I just kind of show some different exercises that have definitely helped me along the way to becoming better balanced on my skates. And then a bunch of fun things you can do once you feel like you've got your balance and just do them on your skates. A bunch of fun of ideas. Lots of good stuffs. It was just fun to do. So check it out sometime. Okay, today's episode. We're just going to start with this statement that someone said this week that has just been echoing in my brain to the point where I had to just do a whole episode about it. And the statement was this, your team is only as strong as its weakest skater and how your league treats its weakest skaters says a lot about your league. So a skater in my league said this recently after having lunch with a new transfer skater. They discussed being formerly Division II leagues and how both of their leagues had trouble dealing with dropping in rankings over time. Their leagues still really wanted to play at that level and were often frustrated that other newer skaters just weren't up to their level, weren't really able to, you know, hang with them, so to speak. And you know what? I've seen this happen to so many teams, so many. It's kind of natural for things to go up and down, but teams will get to a certain level. They're going to hit a goal they've wanted and not be able to move beyond it. Everything was about getting to that number, that goal ahead of all else. And you you just end up focusing so much on your top travel team that the other skaters waiting in the wings don't always get development to keep pace. Maybe they don't feel like they're a part of the journey. So instead of continuing that upward momentum, that, that climb, they start to fall when things go wrong and they lose players and they don't have others that are quite ready to jump in and keep them at that same level of play because they're still learning. They have to learn. And then that frustration with not being able to recapture the past ranking highs, it just ends up leading to more turnover and a larger skill gap as people who didn't feel valued or couldn't be happy with where the league was now end up moving on, either retirement, transfer, you name it. So I see this happen a lot 
in bigger leagues, especially from bigger cities. It's really easy to take for granted a continuous stream of new people coming in, rookie skaters and transfers. Uh, Dealing with people transferring from league to league will probably be a topic all on its own. But in bigger leagues, they, you know, they'll start with a rookie training of some kind. Maybe you even get your own night of training once a week. And if you pass all your skills, you'll be integrated into house teams potentially, or maybe like a ABC level travel team, whatever it is. But if you don't pass, they might actually just tell you to try out again in six months or a year. Big leagues have so many people to worry about and big dreams to chase, it can be more difficult to scale back and see the individual. I'm not knocking big leagues at all. I just want to explain that every level of league, every size of league, we all have challenges. And some of them are different from each other and some of them are very similar. And I think uh, the majority of leagues are actually small leagues because you can only get so big when you have a smaller population. So I come from a small league. There's actually three small leagues within about an hour and a half of each other, all with similar challenges that come with being a small league. And then we're all kind of a more sizable distance from everyone else in our state. Why not merge? Well, that's a meaty topic and a future podcast episode. We just won't talk about it today. The point I'm getting at is my league has a real challenge moving forward in rankings because at any point in time, if we lost, say, five, maybe six veteran skaters at the same time, you know, injury, pregnancy, moving out of town, you name it, it could be anything, retirement, we'd be back to what would feel like ground zero in development of our team. It would feel like we were starting fresh because we would have to bring in a lot of fresh bodies. And it would completely change how we schedule our season. And something like this, for all the teams in the area, happens like every few years. There's some sort of like a change all at once. But we're trying to change that now. At goal-setting meetings, our league has had a desire to chase for that that Division II level. I know it doesn't exist anymore. The Continental Cup level. It's been brought up several times, but the reality is we have such a small team, it is very hard to build up to something like that because it would be difficult to have enough bodies to support that long-term. Maybe you can relate to this on your team, your team size. Do you have this problem where if you lost a handful of people, it could be a really big deal? So I'm telling you about my team because I think the majority of teams out there could be in a similar spot. There's so many teams out there and we're not all in the top 10, are we? Uh, It's challenging to get ahead a significant amount in WFTDA rankings because if there's any turnover, we're training a very fresh group of people to be the next ones up on the roster. Now, 
when I was part of a, a, a little bit bigger league with people coming in all the time, it seemed like we had a wealth of intake. The culture at that time was in a hurry to grow bigger, faster, stronger, get ranked in WFTDA, take on the world. <laughs> a saying that was actually thrown around pretty often and, and still makes me laugh is uh, people would often say, oh, not here to make friends. It, you know, it's very, you know, it, it's a fun culture, but it was, it was pretty businessy too. It, it was more about like get ahead than get together and hang out. There's nothing particularly wrong with that. It, that's just what this one was. And it might still be that way. I'm not actually sure. But so many people came and went over the years because if they didn't fit the culture, if they weren't there for the same reasons as everybody else, you know, get ahead, WFTDA, rah, rah, rah. Uh, they tended to move on if they weren't as serious about Derby as that team wanted to be. It just seemed like a natural part of life, a, a fluctuation of humanity in and out the door. We didn't have a lot of time for skaters who weren't progressing quickly enough. We had to get into real training for our season, our ambitious travel schedule. There's just so many people you can't focus on everyone, right? Well, when you start a new league in a small area, you might actually get like 30 people at once to show up and learn about roller derby. I think something like that happened with each of the teams up here, all three leagues. It's like a dream come true. Look at all these bodies. There's so much interest. It's so exciting and beautiful and wonderful and new. Oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. We're the best team ever. You hope every recruitment might go this way. But next time, it's more like 20 skaters, then 15, 10. Maybe you average five a year after that. That's pretty common in a small area. And then they still have the same thing in common with every other, other rookie class in every size league. I have a theory about skater intake. I believe that every rookie class has a radioactive decay or half-life. I might be getting the science wrong. You can feel free to write in and correct me. Science was not my, my best subject. But if you're lucky, my theory is, if you're really lucky, half of the skaters who start a rookie training will make it to skills testing. With luck, about half of those skaters will make it past their first year in roller derby. And about half of those will become veteran skaters who will stick around for multiple years and be a lasting part of your league. Because of this trend, many of us won't learn the names of new skaters until they've passed their skills. This is just a part of the process. I honestly think that in the beginning, a lot of this is some people are finding out maybe they actually didn't want it that much, but some of them probably did, but left for other reasons. It's really easy to take people for granted, isn't it? We think that there's always going to be someone else available, maybe even better. Maybe we'll find an even better athlete out there just waiting to hear about roller derby. Fill the spot of somebody who leaves. 
But in being a part of a small league, I have learned every single person matters. It is so much harder to find more people to join your merry band of derbiers when there's a smaller population to pull from. Like, how many family members can you ask, right? <laughs> how many neighbors? Uh, it's You start just kind of digging around and asking people in line at the supermarket. I don't know what you do to recruit. <laughs> I accosted someone at boot camp the other day. I, I think she was maybe amenable to it. I'm really hoping she turns up. But it's, it's just harder to find people. And then if you burn a bridge with somebody in a small town, it can really resonate for a long time. Feelings don't go away quickly. We really can't afford to lose people to indifference, impatience, apathy. We can't keep everyone. Like life will happen. It will absolutely happen. But we can do our best to meet the needs of as many people as possible to keep our little organization going. And that means looking at the big picture. And in our big picture, at our goals meeting this year, we actually let that one goal go. That goal that was chasing Division Two, maybe being there in five years. We still call it D2 because it's easier to say. Instead, we actually decided one of our goals we really want to push this year is more opportunities for rookie skaters to get into derby, like mixed scrimmages, whatever. Like We don't have a B team. We don't have enough skaters, but we want to find more opportunities for people to get playing time so that when it is truly time for next one up, the next one will be ready to be up. So let me tell you a story, the story time. There has been a skater in our league at a rookie skater level for over two years. This skater who at this time has not completed 27 laps in five minutes. This skater has asthma and they've been continuing to work on their endurance and they've been working pretty hard. The skater doesn't really seem to come off as like an overly ambitious, looking for a spot on the roster, but they're continuing to improve at their own pace. And their journey is just, it's a more scenic route. And that's all there is to it. The most important thing though, is this skater still tries. This skater, the skater shows up two to three times a week and tries the skater has the autonomy to pull out of drills as needed if they don't feel up to it that day, but they also push to the edge of their comfort zone. In a bigger league, the skater might have gotten filtered out. There might have been an attitude of, we don't really have time to work with you. We're busy doing advanced stuff and you're not at our level. Come back next fresh meat. You know how much I like the term fresh meat. But in a small league, we have learned to value everyone. You learn really harsh lessons about turnover when you don't. My league used to have enough people to have an A and a B team. As people left over the years, eventually the league had to do away with the B team because it was so many members of the A team doing double duty. It just didn't make sense anymore. 
they, they had to call it what it was. We really only have one team. We're trying to give these other couple of skaters a chance to be in a game, but we only have enough for one team. So they rebuilt this league over time, and now it is stronger than ever. And for the first time since becoming a WFTDA league, we have 20 skater names we could put on the charter. 20! Oh! This was a really big goal. In fact, we were joking around that, you know, hey, we hit one of our big goals for the year. Should we like write it on a big piece of paper just so we could have the joy of checking it off? Uh, me and this other person really like to check things off on lists. <laughs> but this league only got here because our league culture stopped taking people for granted, took a vested interest in every single person's progress. Everyone changed. We care about everyone's progress and roller derby journey Try and help them find what they're looking for and achieve their derby dreams, whatever those may be. Now, the skater I've been talking about is a fantastic volunteer at all of our bouts and events. They are fiercely loyal to the team. They're a member of our board of directors. This skater is an integral part of our league. This skater is a part of our family. This skater cares about roller derby. And this skater cares about this team, wants the best for the future of the team. The skater is very selfless in their devotion to the league, never complains. If we have a night that has a lot of advanced skating strategy, we'll find other challenges to tackle, doesn't cause problems or drama. This person honestly just wants to be a part of roller derby. And I don't know if... Their goal is even to officially play as a part of the team, or if it's just to keep practicing and playing roller derby at a scrimmage level for fun. My instinct says this person honestly just wants to keep trying because of the impact that this sport has had in their life, the friends that they've gotten to make along the way, being a part of the group. And I would never be the one to try and take that away. And neither is anyone on my team. We all support this person and this person supports us, even though I, I really don't know what the future is for their roster spot, but hopefully we can set up a scrimmage opportunity where they can get out there in front of their family and show, this is what I've been training for. This is what I've been working for, for the last few years. I am an athlete. I play roller derby and here I am, here I am in my Jersey. This is my number on the back. I play roller derby. There's really something to this, this roller derby experience. It changes us. It makes us different people than we were before. So don't take someone's derby dreams away just because they aren't progressing as fast as you would like them to. And sidebar, this is gonna be a little rant. There is an exception to this idea and that is drama. If your league has a culture of positivity, working hard together, and a no-tolerance policy for drama, gossip, etc., and there is someone continually causing problems, stirring the pot, first, I'd have leadership approach and let them know that this behavior is not acceptable and needs to change for the good of the team. If they keep going and become more trouble than they're worth, 
and they continue not to change their attitude after being approached multiple times by leadership with constructive feedback, which we learned how to do very well in the last episode, they're free to go as far as I'm concerned because ain't nobody got no time for no drama llama. Drama will honestly be its own future episode. I, I'm Stay tuned. I'm going to get back to the topic at hand here. Okay. So this skater who only wants to come and keep trying, keep trying every practice to improve, they aren't a problem at all. In fact, this skater legit inspires me because so many people would have given up by now. And this person is stubborn enough to keep going when it's hard and won't give up on this dream. That sets a great example for the rest of us in our lives with any goal we might want to achieve. It really doesn't matter how long it takes to keep moving forward. As long as you keep moving forward, keep moving toward that goal, keep progressing towards your goal. If you're out there living your dream, <laughs> that's, that's a pretty great life, right? So I spent a lot of time talking about one skater. So what about the bigger picture? What can we do in a league with several different skill levels? What can we do to elevate the skaters around us? I will go into that topic after this short break. And we are back. Hi, I'm back. Um, so I said before that the team is only as strong as its weakest skater. And I don't even like using that word weak. <laughs> I'm more of a, you know, strong leg and less strong leg type of person. But you know what I'm getting at just for the purposes of this episode. You know, it, everyone around you has to be legit strong. You cannot depend on a few star veterans to lead your team, to be the team, because that's not a long-term strategy. The long-term strategy is to elevate other players while continuing your own growth as a skater, trying to grow up together, not sacrificing your progress, but continuing your progress and bringing others along with you. Bring everyone up together, foster a team energy, spirit, mentality, the team first, the team, the team, the team. It isn't just about me. It's about all of us. So we have a league that ranges from skaters learning derby for the very first time to skaters returning after a year or more away from derby to skaters with a, almost a decade of experience. That's a huge range of people with all kinds of experience and from different points of time in roller derby for these returning skaters. So how can we elevate everyone at the same time? Giving a challenge to the most experienced players while addressing the skill gap of the less experienced to help bring them up to speed. All right, we're going to go down the list here. First, there's personal accountability. Now, if Coach Dan were here, he's actually out walking our dog, Lily so that I could use his office. Thank you, Coach Dan, if you ever listen to my podcast. <laughs> Coach Dan will never ask anyone to do something that they don't want to do or don't feel comfortable doing. Everyone is here 
and they have their own accountability for what they want to get out of roller derby today. But he will challenge you to do your best and encourage you to push to your limit. But at the end, it's always going to be up to the skater what they are going to put in and what they're going to get out of what they put into training. We don't do yelling. We don't do a ton of whistles. We're really all about high fives and acknowledging effort wherever we see it. If we see you trying hard and working hard toward your goal, that is just, it's just beauty. <laughs> it just, it warms my heart. It makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. It never has to be perfect, but you just have to show you are doing whatever is your best today that you're trying to get better. Second, we do drill levels. Any skill or strategy we want to work on, we will demonstrate what we are trying to achieve and we'll explain why it's important. Then we will offer a modified version for anybody who maybe doesn't feel ready for this level today due to how far along they are in their skills or nursing a potential injury, or maybe you just really want to dial into something you're trying to improve on that's a little bit different from what this drill targets. Sometimes we will offer a more advanced option for anyone who's feeling particularly ambitious. We tell everyone, you're going to get what you give in these drills. If you're having to jam and you're not feeling it today, the blockers will block you as hard as you are giving them. Whatever energy level you are coming in with, they're going to match it. So if a nervous and experienced jammer is coming in cautiously like a little kitten, the blockers will gently impede the jammer and they will focus strongly on their footwork and communication, not big hits. Just doing whatever is necessary to contain this jammer. We don't need to beat anyone up just to prove that we're big and strong. That's not what roller derby should be, in my humble opinion. If a jammer comes in, you know, all fire and rah, and slams into the wall like a wrecking ball, they can expect a, a similar level of physical intensity in return. We will we'll never beat up players for the sake of hitting someone, but we we will hit you if we if that's the thing we have to do to stop you. <laughs> we will we'll make sure everyone can take a hit during appropriate drills, but we really like to keep our players in good condition as much as possible. Let them choose their derby intensity level in most situations. And third, we communicate. If someone misses practice for a week and they didn't tell anyone they're going out of town, someone will check in. We won't do it all at once. We won't nag. We won't guilt trip. We'll just say, send a quick check-in to show we care. We won't throw the giant, like, we miss you, desperate gif into Facebook. We won't just be ridiculous and post a bunch of crap on their timeline. But we really do want to know if you're dealing with, like, a nagging injury or if you or maybe someone in your family is sick are you having trouble with equipment? Is there something we could loan you? Like, are your wheels bad or your toe stops bad? What can we do to help get you back? Um, what do you need in order to come back? We do notice that you're gone. You're part of our family and are, we're in it for the long term with you. And lastly, we always do endurance drills 
in partners. There are other types of drills we do in partners as well, but endurance is particularly important because it has the most potential to suck and leave an individual feeling like kind of down and discouraged. But by being in partners, there's always a face waiting for you. There's somebody with a smile, a kind word, a high five. I particularly like to sing and dance when there's good music on and I will sing to you. Uh, I think there was a day I was trying to come up with a different fabulous word for each stop that somebody did. And I was trying to do them all starting with the same letter. I don't know. We were just playing a fun game. <laughs> but if you need a little extra cheering on, we're going to bring it for you. Especially if you ask, you're like, oh, I need a little bit more. Oh yeah, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring you more. And we switch it up pretty often so you can work with different people and we get a chance to get a little closer with each person on the team over time. We do a drill called skill asides because we don't like the original name for the basketball drill where you run to the line, run back, run to the next line, run back, etc. So the way Coach Dan sets this up is that for an undisclosed amount of time, we will be instructed to take turns with a partner skating to the line and stopping for a total of three or four lines. So you'll take all your turns, high five, next person goes and takes us all theirs, high five, and you just keep going until he tells you that it's time for part two. And in part one, we get to work on whatever kind of stop we want, any type of stop you could imagine in the world of roller derby. It can be from basic skills. It can be stuff we've seen in a video, stuff we've seen in a game, anything we want to work on to get better at stopping quickly, stopping creatively, stopping in different types of situations. You work on what you think you need to work on. Anything that's particularly challenging to you, that's what you do. And then in the second part of the drill, Let's tell us, okay, we're switching it over, and now it's all about speed. It's all about your best stop, your fastest stop, and you're going to do this until I tell you to stop. It could be two minutes. It could be five minutes. You don't really know how long this is going to go on, but you're going to keep switching with your partner. Your heart rate is going to be up, and you're going to be cheering, or you're going to be not as happy, <laughs> maybe, because <laughs> hopefully you're working really hard, but I just, you're just a lot less likely to give up when there's someone focused on you. And when you, like when you want to set a good example for someone, when, when they might be depending on you, when they're cheering you on, when somebody cares, you want to do well, you want to keep going. You want to show that you've got this. So this is all about fostering relationships and a team culture that emphasizes everyone on the team having value. It's not about having a star jammer or about numbers on a certain website. They're supposed to tell you how good your team is. That can be really important to you. But in my opinion, it's about a culture of growing together and pushing each other to be better than we were yesterday. All right. I've talked about your team only being as strong as its weakest skater and the importance of elevating everyone if you want to grow and advance your team to new heights. I've talked about how leagues treat their weakest skaters and what it says about their priorities. I talked about what my league has learned 
through tough times, how we've changed our culture to be the best it has ever been to including everyone, not just about the current roster anymore. It's about everyone's derby journey. And while it seems like I've already had a lot to say about this topic, I do have another story to share if you'll stick with me and hear about how you can support our little podcast. Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates, like our Apex Predator T-Rex or Jam-A-Llama, to messages like Roller Derby Strong and My Mom Plays Roller Derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show. All right, we're back. We actually did put up another new shirt design this week to go with last week's sloth roller derby shirt. I just want to tell you about it because it's adorable. Um, It has this otter on it, and it says, I otterly love roller derby. (laughs) If you love otters and roller derby, you can check out our Threadless store. Okay, I promised... One last story. Hope you're enjoying story time. I got the opportunity this past week to do some guest coaching for one of our local teams. This team is a little over a year old and is on its third head coach. Third head coach in a year-ish time. The first coach in the team agreed to part ways not long after their first game. The second coach didn't work out either. And the coach and the team parted ways. This third coach now has a tough job given the history of the league so far. He is the spouse of a skater on the team and uh, we're all, all around good dude. But he contacted me and told me that he had six or seven skaters that were still kind of struggling with crossovers and could really use some help. And I was more than happy to come pay a visit. I I know that Dan has a lot of trouble teaching specific skating skills because uh, he doesn't do roller derby himself. And I'm sure that this coach is having similar issues. So why not help out? I I like helping out. I actually ended up uh, recording a video while I was there. And you'll be able to check that out soon on the Facebook page, Instagram, and YouTube. I'm guessing it might come out next Wednesday. Well, we'll see. (laughs) Anywho, the culture of this this little team is fiercely competitive. They want to be good at everything right now so badly. And I really love their spirit. But I hope they will learn some patience because it takes time and they will have to bring everyone else along with them. In this year, they have already had some turnover, have already lost some like a handful of veteran skaters who were some of the most experienced on the team 
And so other skaters are stepping up now into more leadership roles and it's going to be a challenge. I think they're more than up to it, but these are the things we go through in roller derby. And this means a lot of new skaters and the new skaters I got to work with already have inherited this team culture, this attitude. They were so tough on themselves whenever they, you know, made a mistake or were having difficulty, like picking up a new skill, trying something out. So, uh, I started with off skates exercises to help with stability. I am a firm believer that the first step to do crossovers well is having the balance to pick up your feet, be able to put them down again where you want them, and then, you know, be able to push with a nice, powerful stride. It all starts with balance and then add in power. So we went through some things and I asked them to feel the muscle groups that were being engaged and try to remember what this feels like for when you put your skates back on. When we added the skates, everyone was making progress. It was wonderful. I was really excited to see how everyone was doing, but they didn't see it like I saw it. Uh, several individuals approached me at, with variations of a similar thought, like, my crosser doesn't look like yours. Why am I so terrible at this? Well, I'm having trouble with this. Why am I so bad? And each person, I, I had to remind them how much progress they'd already made from where they'd started at the beginning of the session, have more patience with themselves, see the progress and know that, yes, you can keep going. You can keep getting better. But one skater in particular was putting everything she had into these crossovers. And, but then she, she would fall. She'd get up again, set her jaw, get back at it. And a little while later, she'd fall again. And she was getting so mad at herself for falling. She was getting emotional. And I told her, hey, falling is a part of the learning process. We can't learn to make changes without it. Whatever, you know, the body falls and we're like, okay, so I need to change my balance here, there. You know, uh, it's not failure. It just means she's being brave, pushing herself because she wants this so much. She was feeling a little weepy, but despite all that, the rest of the night, she kept trying and trying to put power into her crossovers to make them more steppy, a little bit further she had the long legs and just having trouble getting them as far as she wanted them to go. And in the process, she fell a few more times. She was upset about it, but man, that effort level. You, you just, you can't put a value on that effort level. It was incredible. After practice, we talked a little bit before she left and she told me about herself, about how she sometimes sits in the parking lot near tears, wondering why she's doing this when she just keeps coming and falling. And she said that her husband thinks she's tough and her two sons think that their mom's a badass because she does roller derby, but they don't see her skate. They don't know how bad she is, how much she falls. And I looked at her and I said, you are a badass. You are tough. You are setting an amazing example for your children about how to work hard for something you really want. 
you haven't given up. And that means something. There is something here you need in your life. There's a reason you keep coming here and challenging yourself and testing yourself. And you're going to come out of this a stronger human being who will be able to take on anything because you are finding out you are capable of anything you set your mind to and work hard for. I fully believe she can go the distance because I saw her drive, the emotion in her eyes when she was upset. You don't feel these feelings without really wanting something. I know she can do it. She just needs to have faith in herself. And it would definitely help if others had faith in her too. Afterwards, I, I, was, I was irritated with myself because I realized I couldn't remember her name. I, I think she had briefly told it to me, but I was so engaged in the emotion of the conversation you know, just flitted out of my head. Uh. <laughs> I'm really terrible with names and I want to do better. It's part of my mission, you know, Operation Be Better. My teammate who came with me reached out to the team to ask what her name was so I could keep in touch on social media. I, I wanna, I'm interested in checking in with her, not being weird, just being like, hey, you know, this person who came in, I believe in you. You can do this. Um, but being a new skater... The person that was asked from that team didn't know her name yet. I don't mention this detail to bring shame upon this person. Uh, I think this is just a learned culture. But if you could take one thing away from this episode, I would ask you, learn more names of the people in your league. Maybe learn more details about their lives. Show them you care. And maybe... Just maybe they'll stick around and become family. That brings us to the close of this episode today. Uh, you're probably listening on some sort of app. If you haven't already, I hope you'll consider subscribing because I do try to put a lot of um, time, effort, love into this podcast. I want to make it really great. I'd like to turn it into like the best roller derby podcast ever, or maybe just one alongside other great roller derby podcasts, but we can be found on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, pretty much anywhere podcasts can be heard. So if you are not listening on your favorite app and you heard one of those that you like, go check it out there. And I want to thank everyone who rated the podcast this week. Every bit helps. Thank you so much. And an extra big thank you to Melodic Inkyson, Hunter Jennifer, Mother of Beans, Hot Tamale 613, Me13468, and Jax Asterix for your reviews on Apple Podcasts. They were really sweet, you guys. I love that you were throwing in the pew-pews, the lasers of positivity. You get me. Thank you. <laughs> I also want to give a special shout out to Kelly, Kate, Samantha, Ashley, Fit, 422, Knock and Rose, 234. I might have missed some people, but these are just a few of the people who have reached out in the last couple of weeks with kind messages via DM on the different socials. You guys are so sweet. Really, thank you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a second to just um, scroll, scroll down. Punch, punch those stars, punch, 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 give a little rating. And if you have just a second, 
just type in a quick review. It doesn't have to be a novel. It can be anything. But if you leave me some lasers of positivity, I will be super stoked. You can follow our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash power through fourth whistle. That is with the number four. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at power fourth whistle. That's P-O-W-E-R number four T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, email powerforthwhistle at gmail.com or send us a DM on any of the social stuff. And of course, besides the podcast, I also do some videos um, and links and handles can be found in the show notes. Thank you for coming back today. Or if this is your first time, welcome. And I hope you tell a friend. We have been talking about Derby and sharing Derby thoughts. Pew, pew. And if it wasn't clear before, the pew pew are lasers of positivity that I'm shooting directly at you. Maybe not your face because that seems aggressive, but at your like heart region. Pew pew!